Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all cycling persuasions, welcome to the Bikes or Death podcast. My name is Patrick, and I am your host. In this episode, we are going to be talking about all things Arkansas bikepacking. I am fresh off a trip from doing a little preview ride of the Arkansas High Country Race. Uh, Brandon Pack, that works for their tourism division there in Fayetteville, Arkansas, invited me out. And of course, I said, yes. You know I love Arkansas, so that was not a hard decision for me to make. Um, Basically, what they've asked me to do is come out, check out the route, check out the town, uh, get a feel for it, and put out an episode. Um, Today, we're going to be talking with Brandon Pack, who's the guy who orchestrated this whole thing, and uh, Chuck Campbell, who is the guy who created the Arkansas High Country route, which is what the race is based on. And then in uh, June, when the race kicks off, June 6th, I'm going to be Back in Fayetteville, Arkansas, I'm going to be there at the start line and going to be interviewing a couple of the racers prior to and then after um, they get done with their race, I'm going to follow up with them and do a little bit of before and after action. We thought that would be neat. And the other neat thing that we're going to do is those episodes that I record Uh, before the event goes off, I'm going to release those at the very beginning of the race. So listeners can listen to their story, get a feel for them, and then follow their dots as they make their way around the state of Arkansas. Um, So we got some cool stuff going on. It was super cool that the city of Fayetteville saw some value in what I'm doing over here with my microphone and talking to you lovely people about bikes. So this episode, we're going to be talking about the race itself, uh, what you can expect. And then we're also going to do a trip recap on the trip that we just took. We did three days, 150 miles and about 15,000 feet of climbing. And it was a challenge for me. This old Texas boy without a lot of hills around here, he struggled, but uh, we got it done. We had a great time. Uh, couldn't thank the city of Fayetteville enough for bringing me out. I love how bought in this community is to bikepacking, that they reached out to Chuck Campbell and say, hey, we'd love to host uh, the start-finish line of the Arkansas High Country Race for the next two years. And then after that, the idea being is that the start and end point will rotate to different cities along the route every other year, um, which I think is a really a really cool dynamic. Uh, every year the race is going to be a little bit different, and uh, I think that makes it fun. I like that they're thinking outside the box. The race itself is June 6th. It starts and ends there at Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's 1,035 miles and over 80,000 feet of climbing. It's tough, I think. <laughs> I think you'll challenge yourself. If you choose to tackle this one, uh, you will challenge yourself, but it's truly a beautiful setting and I can't think of anywhere else I'd like to be on my bike for over a thousand miles. Um, so that race is going to kick off June 6th there in Fayetteville. And then, uh, registration goes online. The first 50 spots open up this Saturday. So that's February 15th at 8 AM. 
mark your calendars. It's only a hundred bucks. So there's no real barriers. I mean, they, they made it easy to sign up 50 people. Come on, let's get you signed up and out there riding your bike to find all the registration information. Just go to their Facebook page. That's Arkansas high country race. They got a link to the registration there, all the information you need. And uh, you can also find it in my show notes and uh, on my website as well. So we're trying to make it easy for you. I know you're busy. I know you got a lot going on, so we're going to make it easy for you to find that information and be able to get to it first thing February 15th at 8 a.m. And one other note that I want to mention, if you sign up for the race and you would like to be a guest on the Bikes for Death podcast, just send me an email at bikes at bikesfordeath.com or just DM me on Instagram at bikesfordeath. Uh, Let me know if you'd be interested in being one of the two people that we select to interview prior to the race and then again follow up after the race with another interview. Um, I'm not sure exactly how we're going to pick them. Maybe we'll just put the names in a hat. And I know we want to do one man and one woman. Um, But other than that, we don't have criteria. But we'll take a look at everybody who signs up and pick someone. And then, you know, other than that, I just look forward to hanging out with y'all before and after the race. I think it's going to be a great vibe. Uh, Like I said, the whole city is bought in to this event and making it awesome. Um, It's not going to be like a a lot of these ultra events where like you show up at the Mexico border and nobody's there. You know, I have a feeling they're going to be partying uh, there in Fayetteville. So, all right. Well, I hope you enjoy this episode. We're going to talk about the race and we're going to talk about our ride that we just did and some of our thoughts. And uh, that's it. Let's get to it. You load up your bike, you ride away from home. You could be with your friends or you could be alone. You ride for a day or maybe more. You just love being in the great outdoors. Everything you need is strapped to your bars, including that new pillow you got from Santa Claus. And then you think, oh shit to yourself. You left that super lightweight tent on the living room shelf. Bikes. All right, everybody. I am in Fayetteville, Arkansas right now in the Experience Fayetteville Visitor Center, sitting down with Brandon Pack and Chuck Campbell. Um, If you've been listening along in the podcast, I hope you've already listened to the episode that I recorded uh, with Chuck Campbell about the route that he designed uh, called the Arkansas High Country Route or Race, depending on, you know, how you're going to tackle it. Um, And Brandon, why don't you tell them who you are, um, what, what your role is here at Fayetteville and, and, uh, why am I here? <laughs> My name is Brennan Pack. I am the cycling coordinator with experience Fayetteville. We are the convention and visitors bureau for Fayetteville, Arkansas. Last year, August, I guess I reached out to Mr. Campbell. We recognize, you know, there's a lot of value in what he's doing, bringing this race to Arkansas, the effort that went into creating the Arkansas high country route and the race that followed last year. And we wanna be a part of that. We wanna help tell that story. Fayetteville's uniquely positioned on the route and we have a lot to offer racers that look to participate. And we saw Fayetteville as a good jumping off point or really the start and finish line mm-hmm. for a couple of years. And so I reached out to Chuck and said, hey man, what do you think about uh, dragging that start line up the hill to Fayetteville? He liked the idea. We've, uh, 
explored a lot of different race formats over the years and I've you know I've I've experienced races change from either the route will change every couple of years, you know, they'll diversify it in different ways. And while the high country race route is always going to be what it is, it's a thousand thirty mile epic journey mm-hmm. around Arkansas, the opportunity to then move that start finish line, we we really thought would diversify the experience racers could have. So if you came to Arkansas, you're you're endurance or ultra endurance cyclist and you come and you compete at a high level, come back a couple years later. And it's going to change because the start and finish line is going to change. So in yeah. 2020 and 2021, we're excited to host the uh, official start, finish line, parties, celebrations, <laughs> everything to do with the high country yeah. race. I think that's really neat. I mean, the idea of moving it around the state, allowing other uh, cities to, to host and to feature them a little bit, and then just changing up the route every year. Every year, it's going to be a little bit different. Every two years. Every two years, excuse me, yeah. What was the reaction uh, whenever you pitch this to your team here at Fayetteville uh, that like, let's reach out to Chuck and bring this thing to Fayetteville. Well, I think this aligns well, you know, we, as the experienced Fayetteville, you know, we tell stories, right. And we highlight, you know, the authentic experiences that can be had in Fayetteville. And a lot of those are much larger than Fayetteville itself. And this, this race is one of those, right. It's, it's the race route comes right through our community. And so the start and finish line is something to where, while we might be able to send them off in this, you know, grand way, we're not going to see some of these folks for, you know, seven, 10, 14 days, but that's okay because it's, it, we just, we want to be a part of that story and help build that story up. And so it made a lot of sense to us. I mean, what we did this weekend, I know we're going to talk about what we just spent three days grinding out gravel in the Ozark mountains. And we started and finished that experience from Fayetteville, Arkansas. And so there's, there's bigger experiences to have. This is bigger than one community. We're just excited to be a part of this event. Very neat. So what was the reaction whenever you pitched me bringing me in just to, you know, put that on the table real quick. Uh, you reached out to me and said, Hey, we'd love to have you be a part of helping to tell the story of the, the route and the race and Arkansas and all that. And everybody who listens to this podcast knows that I love Arkansas. So that was easy for me. But it's, I, I think it's great. I mean, from my perspective, it's so cool that um, Fayetteville sees the value in bringing someone like me in to help tell the story and reach, you know, my audience. So how did that go down? Well, I think us, like a lot of CVBs, are looking for different ways to tell stories, right? And what resonates with one specific audience may be different than another. And your podcast and the audience you have um, is exactly who we want to be telling this Arkansas high country race story too. Yeah. And so it made a lot of sense to reach out to you. Um, going back to Chuck's original interview last, last year, two years ago, no, it was last, last year. year yeah. Um, Episode it, nine, I think in Did that interview, know? I don't have any, it's idea. Okay. Chuck's like, <laughs> you know who you need to talk to? You need to talk to Brandon Pack. And he wasn't <laughs> the only one that said that to me. Quite a few people uh, said that to me. We had plans to actually chat last year, and it fell through. So, so we've been chasing this relationship down have, yeah. for a while. Yeah. And um, excited to be in the role I'm in now and bringing you to town and giving you the experience that you had this weekend was something that we know is valuable. <laughs> um, really open your eyes to what these racers are going to experience and, you know, empower you with that, you know, with that knowledge and be able to help us yeah. tell the story. Yeah. It's just another piece of what makes Arkansas so cool for cyclists, whether you're a mountain biker, roadie, gravel, bike packer, this, the state and the communities are really supporting it. And, uh, 
I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it truly is amazing. So yeah, I mean, thank you. Thank you very much for bringing me here. I was excited to get the call and um, excited to take you up on a, a preview ride of part of the Arkansas High Country race. We're going to let that marinate just a second because before we get into the actual details of our experience this weekend, I wanted uh, Chuck to tell us what the route is. You know, what, what can people expect? Tell us about the route. The quickest way to get an introduction to the route is to go to uh, the Adventure Cycling Association webpage. And they have descriptions there to tell you about the route itself. It's their route. You know, they published it for us. Uh, you know, they created this thing. Mm -hmm. So go to their website and, and check it out. And you can download the app from them. It's it's very inexpensive. You can buy the maps and sit down. If you're like me, you're going to sit down with paper maps and mm -hmm. look at it. So that's a, I think that's the best way to really get an introduction. And that app is very nice. Yeah. I the, mean, it the, is very detailed. Yeah. It's it's top-notch yeah so that's a place to start you know to find out about the route if you've never heard about this um but you know just a few of the facts i mean we're just over a thousand miles uh for the the perimeter which is what we race and that's uh eighty thousand feet more or less well, a little more <laughs> eighty thousand feet of climbing in uh that thousand miles so it, it's pretty significant. Yeah. Let's let's uh, pause right there and okay. talk about the climbing. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> I think, I mean, okay. And, and also this is, we're going into year number two of this race. Mm -hmm. um, last year was number one. So that was a good opportunity for you to see how people were actually going to tackle the race and mm -hmm. what the times were going to be like and what the, probably some uh, dialogue after the race about their experience. So what specifically to the climbs and how hard the route was, what can people expect in, re in reality? <laughs> well, you know, Rebecca Rush was the first person to ride the whole thing, right? Um, and her comment was, that was legit. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about the climbing. Um, and then uh, the Lechugas just rode this thing. Uh, what was it? November, I guess it was, when they came through and <laughs> set the fastest known time at five days and some change. Um well, I was watching their dot. When they came by my house, I went out to see them at the road. First thing Scotty said was, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then Scotty, since then, I, I don't remember if she said it or she posted it on one of her Facebook or Instagram posts, but basically said that the route is uh, relentless, punchy climbs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we don't have 14,000 foot to climb. The high as we go is 2,700 foot, but there's very little that's just flat. You're mm -hmm. either you're either going up or you're descending and getting ready to start the next climb. You know, yeah. it, I I describe it as like an interval workout. So you A get your rest going down, <laughs> but you have to stand up out of the saddle on the downhill, so you don't really rest your legs very much, and yeah. then you then you roll right into the next climb, and you better get your gears right. And take off. So yeah, there's a lot of climbing, and it's and it's punchy and steep. A lot of it, very steep. Yeah, the grade is it. It hurt, it hurt me this weekend. So <laughs> geographically, though, Chuck, tell us like just describe a little bit about like what it is that's so punchy between like the Ozarks and the Wachita's and and like what what racers can expect in those mountain ranges. How the, how they differ one. Yeah, but then really, what makes them so unique? Well, since we're starting in Fayetteville, you know, when you leave Fayetteville, you know, you're, you're, 
here where the, the hills are not nearly as high as, as the center of the Boston Mountains, but still, these cherty, flinty, limestone hills, they're steep, steep and short. Then, when you go into the Boston Mountains proper, like we did at Hazel Valley, you can expect this extended thing that just, you know, keeps going up. And in the Ozarks, we jump up on the top of the Boston Mountains and then drop down off of them a number of times. As we're following the Buffalo River along, we're up, then we're down. Then we're up, then we're down. So in that area, you're going to see lots of big climbs. Then you get to the Washita's. If you're traveling east-west in the Washita's, you're probably either on a ridge top or you're running in a valley because that's the way that, that the Washita's are structured. But if you turn north or south, you're, yeah, when you turn north or south, you're about to just go straight up some monster ridge, you know, and then, and then straight down the other side of it. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, and lots of steep climbs. One thing that I really like about the route is that you intentionally designed it to highlight the natural beauty of the state. And, uh, I, maybe you want to talk about how you did that and why. When I was putting the route together, yeah, we didn't start with, the, the only route that we started with, Michael Dickin and I were having conversations about where it ought to go, and, and Michael then ended up winning our first race, you know, uh-huh. which is really cool. But we were talking about, you know, where should it go. The only route that came to our mind was Forest Road 1003, which is what we were riding this weekend up there around White Rock Mountain. Okay. So we said, it's got to go on 1003. And then we just started making a list of cool places. So once we had the list of cool places, it was just a matter of lacing together the best routes to get to all of those cool places. And it just happens to be over lots of steep terrain. (laughs) You don't mind that at all, do you? (laughs) I really like climbing. And I'm not fast, but I just like climbing. Uh, And I don't know why. Maybe maybe I'm stupid, but I, I really do like climbing, and so I like this route. It's wonderful having you on the ride because the whole time we're riding... Chuck is a wealth of information about anything natural about the natural state of Arkansas, <laughs> um, from the plants to the rocks to the where the mountains are to the rivers. Um, hopefully, this podcast will serve some of that purpose so they can really appreciate the fact that you put a lot of time and energy into really highlighting the beauty of Arkansas and and the history. You know, there's just so it's it's just a cool place. Yeah, I really really love Arkansas. Uh, I was in Houston on business a couple of weeks ago, and a kid down there that I was talking to, you know, is talking about everything he does in Houston. Go, why would you want to live in Arkansas? <laughs> and for somebody that's like that, it's really hard to explain to them, you know, because they're they don't see getting out into the woods and torturing yourself on a bicycle climb, and mm-hmm. and but uh, all of the stuff we saw this weekend. You know, that's why I want to live in Arkansas. Yeah. And, and that's really why I wanted to put this route together is for folks to come and see it. Even above and beyond the uh, natural beauty of the state, um, I really enjoyed 
seeing rural America. Mm -hmm. I love to get off the highway and go and see how people are living. And we got an opportunity to run in just some great characters, nice people. Everybody's saying howdy. Well, actually I said howdy cause I'm from Texas, but everybody up here, <laughs> they, they say nice pleasantries and, uh, and, and wish you well and everything, but cool houses, you know, mm -hmm. beautiful farms, just the most idyllic settings. And, uh, I really enjoy seeing that part of the world. Another neat thing about the race is uh, the selfies. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit because I, 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 you've done a lot of things with this race by uh, switching the city, the start lines to you can ride it counterclockwise or clockwise. You get to pick. Um, this, I mean, there's a lot of really neat things about the race that I think adds to the dynamic of it. I, you know, I've been a dot watcher. I watched Marty Johnson riding the, the Tour Divide because uh, I met Marty at the Tour Divide. So I watch his dot every year when, he, when he's done it. Watch Hal Russell's dot. Yeah. You know? and But Marty will post a picture just about every day uh -huh. on the Tour Divide. And so I look forward to going to Facebook to see what Marty's picture is going to be for the day. So it struck me. I thought, well, that would, make, that would be really cool for our race to make mandatory selfies and that would, like, give people more understanding of what's going on with the racers, you know? Yeah. It, it's more than just watching the dot then. You get to see their smiling or crying face <laughs> in front of, of some place. So we came up with a list where it wouldn't be too burdensome, where somebody that's really racing hard wouldn't have to do more than one a day. The pace folks are riding now, some of them might have to do two a day. Uh, but a rider like me, I was doing like one a day and then I might skip a day, you know, and then, uh, but we thought it was really cool and yeah. it worked out. It worked out beautifully. Folks were commenting like crazy on it. So that showed that it was getting a lot of traffic. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Lots of likes, you know, their family and friends are all commenting and mm -hmm. Hey, keep going. And you know, and those are so encouraging too, yeah. when you're out there, it's dark and you yeah. know, you're climbing something, you get a text that says, keep pushing, looking good. Social media has changed endurance racing, you know, because mm -hmm. endurance racing, a big part of it used to be, could you keep your head straight when you're out there completely by yourself? Yeah. And that's a lot smaller factor than it used to be, you know, because folks can stay connected. Yeah. I would grab my phone when I was, when I was on a climb. During the race last year, I would get my phone and turn it on, and that's when I'd call my wife because I'd have service. Yeah. Where I was camping, <laughs> I quite possibly wouldn't have service. So on a long climb, I would talk to her while I was climbing up. You couldn't have done that 10, 15 years ago. So mm -hmm. it's, it's really changed the face of, of, of endurance racing. Well, that actually dovetails pretty well into another segment of what I'm going to be doing with uh, Fayetteville this year <clears throat> to highlight the race. I'm going to be coming back before the race and interviewing a couple of the participants. Brandon, do you know who they are yet? No, are I, I think we'll uh, we'll see who signs up. You oh, know, we'll, be, well, that's a good point. You know, we need to we see need who to signs up first. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us when registration <laughs> right? is? Let's talk about uh, yeah, that's probably important. Um, registration for the 2020 Arkansas High Country Race will open up February 15th, 2020. That's a Saturday. 
Um, Chuck was nice enough. He reached out to me. He goes, you know what? I'm going to just somehow let it slip that February 15th happens to be my birthday. And so Chuck's like, you know what? We'll, we'll open up registration on your birthday uh-huh. and come to find out it's, it's also Mr. Campbell's birthday as well. So we, <laughs> <laughs> we share birthdays, but the reality is, um, yes, we are birthday buddies, but February 15th, 2020, um, How many all spots? the, all the details initially were opening up 50 spots. So the first 50 participants, mm-hmm. it's a hundred dollars. In addition to that, you'll have to make sure that you have a, you know, compatible spot tracker device you with can track rent, leaders, with track leaders. Yeah. You can, you can rent those if you own your own. Um, most of those sync up, but that's, that's kind of the just low cost, hundred bucks. Um, yeah. all, all proceeds go to a nonprofit in the uh, Arkansas river Valley. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you're the small commitment to erase, you know, uh, erase this size, even that small commitment by the participants is just going to do more here in the state. And I think dirty cans, cool. it charges you a dollar a mile. Right. So we're cheap. We're, we're 10 cents a mile. That's, that's a good way to look at it. I like that. I like that. So, yeah, I mean, that to, to highlight on helping to get people engaged who are dot watching, mm-hmm. one idea that we came up with was to have me come up here a couple of days before the race. I'm going to sit down with a couple of the participants and release those episodes when the race is starting, we'll, we'll see how the timeline works out, but we're going to release them at the very beginning of the, of the race. Right. Isn't that the plan? Brand? We'll get one on the day they roll out and then one on the next one, something like that. But the, the idea being is let's, let's engage the dot watchers with some cool content. Like let's hear the stories about these racers. And then when it's done, I'm going to circle back around with them and, and talk to them about their experience. So I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. I think we're geniuses. I mean, this is, it's, we're breaking new ground here, right? And this is, and this is what, you know, your format and podcast, you know, they open up these new opportunities you know, everybody's looking for new problems. You're just a new problem for us, Patrick, but it's fantastic. (laughs) We're excited about it. Um, but in seriously, this is, this is something we're, we're excited about here in Fayetteville to have you in town to help us tell this story. You know, the fact that it starts and finishes here in Fayetteville, Arkansas, we're excited about, but it's such a bigger story to tell and your platform we know is, is going to be a good, uh, you know, going to reach the audience we're looking for. Oh, and we're going to, we're going to sell that thing out. Day one. Like two hours. Two hours. What are we, what that's are that what hours? we're calling? Yeah. That's what we're, well, and that's, you know, June 6th is there's some strategy behind that with, you know, that immediately follows speaking of dirty Kansas, mm-hmm. um, that the race is the weekend after. And so we know we've already seen some of like the DKXL, those, those, you know, those participants that are chasing down that, that really ultra endurance gravel race, that 350 mile or whatever it ends up being this year, you know, that's, that's the kind of racer that we're looking to attract. And mm-hmm. so by aligning it with schedules, being smart with our schedule selection, knowing what else is on the calendar here in, you know, what is the central United States, Arkansas, man, it's people don't, there's a lot of people probably couldn't tell you where it was on a map one, <laughs> but the reality is it's uniquely positioned in really it's the central part of the U S Fayetteville. We have a, we have a national airport here with direct flights from 19 different places in the country. It's real easy to get he- get here. Um, we're a day's drive from 15 major markets. And so for, if people are seriously considering doing this race, Fayetteville's uniquely positioned to like get here with ease. And the way we're structuring this start finish line is it's going to start right here in our historic downtown square, which you've seen. You got where, to where we you got started to, from. We got to circle around. We where we we're rolled out right now. <laughs> we rolled out on the race route. We followed that out of town um, on Friday. But then the host hotel, the graduate, is right here on the same block. 
and where we're going to throw this, you know, the pre-race meeting and the festivities and, and do some, you know, fun and encouraging things the evening before the race that too happens on the square at our town center. And so it's kind of like a one-stop shop. If you're, yeah. if you're wanting to compete, all you need to do is get to Fayetteville because we're going to take care of you once you get here. Nice. And that uh, hotel looks pretty legit. I didn't get to go inside, but older hotel that they came in and remodeled, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's a, that's a model. If you're not familiar with the graduates, it's the graduate Fayetteville. Um, really cool brand doing some really cool things with, with some hotels, updating them and they're targeting communities that are college communities. So Fayetteville specifically is home to the university of Arkansas. So we're a college town. The campus is right here, you know, and, um, their model is to, you know, to, to tie into that campus life and, and it's working. It's, it's brilliant. It's yeah. a beautiful place. Well, cool. And we're going to have parking. Yeah. Yeah. Where? Gonna, right here, yeah. right here. So the city's right. going to provide, you know, so if you're coming in, you're coming by car, we'll have parking for all the participants, secure oh, nice. parking while you're yeah. participating in the race. Yeah, so we're going to make this, about your car. That's we're going to, we're going to take the nose away. It's, it's a red carpet bike that, packing. That's event. right. There you go. We're going to roll, roll it out. out. <laughs> that's cool, man. It's going to, they're going to, they're going to appreciate that, especially when they get back. Well, uh, it's a big deal. I think that's the idea. You know, we have an opportunity in Fayetteville to show other communities really what can be done with these type of events. And so I'm, I'm excited to see what we can do with it, partnering with Chuck and, and the event to see just, just how, how cool we can make this and, you know, make sure that that racer experience is what it needs to be so they want to tell their friends and they want to come back and they want to compete again here yeah. in Arkansas. Yeah. Very good. Is there anything we didn't touch on about the race before we talk about our three day experience? I want to make sure that, uh, for the $100, it, it, it's not much, but, uh, I was a dirt bagger for a long time. I'm, what the heck? I'm still a dirt bagger. All right. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I'm thinking about, Honest to goodness, 20, 30-year-old dirtbaggers that want to do this thing, and they don't have $100, and uh, all they got to do is contact me. I've already got one guy who's promised, yeah, I'll provide a scholarship. So I don't want to exclude those folks where $100 is a problem. I want them to holler at us yeah. and let us give get them a scholarship, yeah. you know, if, if the $100 is a obstacle. Y'all are good people around here. I'm telling you. <laughs> if there's a barrier for this race, we're gonna we're gonna yeah, break we're gonna yeah. try and break it down. I nah, mean, that's awesome. That, I mean, I do want to say this too. Yeah. Um, go to Facebook and find the Arkansas High Country Race, and it's spelled Arkansas S A W. Uh, <laughs> the old spelling for Arkansas, and on Instagram it, it is it's at A R High Country Race. Yeah. So go check it out on Instagram. Go to the Facebook page. That's where we're going to be putting a lot of stuff up. Uh, we'll have a link there to the uh, registration on the club website. That's where the registration will be on the River Valley chapter of the Ozark Off-Road Cyclists. You yeah. see why you don't want to type that in. <laughs> go to the Facebook page, and we'll have a link where you can go directly to the registration page. Awesome. So, Patrick, we have you here. Yeah. We brought you into town. Um, as an opportunity, really, we wanted to sit down with you and have this conversation about, about the race, but to really, to tell that story, we thought maybe it might be best that we get on our bikes first. Yeah. So <laughs> we just wrapped up a, what well, we, we just built as a preview. We spent three days riding 150 miles in the Ozark mountains, pushing 14,000 feet of climbing in that we did it over a period of three days. Yeah. And I don't know, Patrick, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about 
your experience and, well, and what that looked like. We started right from downtown Fayetteville, like we said. We rolled out on what will be the official race route yep. on our Greenway. Just nice, easy, relaxing roll out of town. Just chill. It was it was beautiful. It was a little cold. We yep. did see uh, three seasons in a weekend. <laughs> That's that can expect that if you're coming to participate in this event. We left Friday. It was winter. It was in the mid 40s with wind chill in the 30s. Come Saturday, it was in the mid 50s, maybe something closer to fall. And today we were pushing 70 degrees, and we did that in a single weekend. And yep. so, one thing that racers need to consider is just the weather around here tends to be pretty diverse itself as is the topography and the scenery so is the weather the, the mountains actually do some weird things to the weather they can push stuff around they can send stuff through and so really you, you do really need to be prepared for some pretty big temperature shifts even in a week's time in june yeah i mean that's that's the reality of, of what we have here in arkansas you want to like like a lot of other states but us specifically if you don't like the weather just hang yeah. out for a minute and we saw that this weekend oh we sure did yeah started off sloggy on friday never got above about 42 degrees i don't think and overcast and great day though on a bike it didn't rain right that's where i was yeah. happy and the roads weren't too soggy no they were fun i was yeah. having a good time on those i yeah. felt like i was back home yeah so my perspective on it um number one i i have been very eager to take a trip like this in Arkansas. Um, and so just to be able to come and do this was really a dream come true. Honestly, um, this is a state that's near and dear to my heart personally. And, uh, I haven't had the opportunity yet to come up and, and ride it until y'all gave me an invite. Um, so my, my excitement level going in was very high. Yeah. Um, I, didn't know exactly what to expect. I mean, I've talked to Chuck before. I've seen the elevation profile, but coming from Texas, I told you guys, <clears throat> we have a, a race in uh, College Station, Texas called the Grand Gravel 500. And, you know, 500 miles of gravel roads all through East Texas. Um, that whole 500 miles is about 13 or 14,000 feet of climbing. And we did that in 150 miles in the last three days. <laughs> so I don't really have a baseline to compare it to, right? I mean, these short, punchy, huge gradients. Um, so the, the one thing that I will say is if you're like me, and even if you're not like me, I'll tell you what, bring your gears, bring all of your gears. There was a guy on the ride who had a 2446, a 24 tooth 46. Okay. That's real. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I, I've never seen that combination before, He's but covering all, all the bases, all of them, yep. all of them. Uh, I was making a joke earlier that I, if I ever raced it or rode the whole route, I would just run it single speed. I'd do a probably a 28 up front with a 46 on back single <laughs> speed. And uh, all you need to do is get up the hill. And then you're not going to be pedal on the way down because it's just as steep going down. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I was hurt. I was hurting. I was hurting. We're, we're actually, what, an hour and a half off of, we just finished this an hour and yeah. a half ago. We yeah. went downtown Fayetteville, uh, had some pizzas and some beer. Where was that spot? We were at West Mountain. West Mountain. West Mountain Great Brewery. pizza. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we uh, we are just fresh off of it. Maybe a little bit fried, especially me. But um, my experience was excellent. I mean, 
there is no shortage. The gravel roads here are more like dirt roads, nice and smooth. There's a little bit of rock in there in the places I saw. And Chuck, I know that there's some areas that get really uh, nasty. So I know that wasn't fully representative of all the different surface types. And those roads that we were on, when they run the road graders in late spring, some of those get really, really gnarly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had. A, yeah, it was great this weekend. It was real good. Yeah, yeah. those those roads were butter mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, and then there there is an insane number of streams and rivers and water coming out of the sides of mountains, making these little waterfalls. I mean, everywhere you look, and it's beautiful. Just absolutely, it's beautiful. beautiful. The geology. There's lots of great geology to look at. Ch- uh, sorry, uh, Brandon mentioned to me. Uh, the end of day two, right, is when we'd see rocks the size of houses. Mm-hmm. Boulders, I guess, would be more appropriate. Mm-hmm. And he was not lying. <laughs> they are big and impressive. There was another one, the bee, the bee rock. Yeah. That looks like a beehive. Very cool. It makes you see why Arkansas is becoming a uh, rock climber's destination, too, with places like Horseshoe Canyon. Okay. And, yeah, we got some great stone here. Bouldering, then? Yeah, yeah. Bo- well, bouldering and... Uh, sport climbing and and traditional climbing too yeah yeah that experience you just had the experience we just had you know there was seven of us um avid cyclists right we were all out and about but it was taxing i mean that was all any of us really were looking for i don't know that much we weren't looking for much more and i was talking to chuck about this like to put that in perspective we were doing 50 miles a day you know pushing five sometimes six thousand feet of climbing a day and we were gassed yeah. when we hit camp each night. I mean, we were we were done. And so to, to put that into perspective to, to athletes and the caliber of athlete that accomplishes completing this route in, you know, what is five or six days is just... It's insane. It's, it's insane to wrap your head around that. I was thinking about that while that. I was riding, and it it's mind-boggling. Um, I, I had a question for you, Chuck. I was curious. You have done most of the Tour Divide. Mm-hmm. Um in, in terms of difficulty, can you put it in perspective? Because um, I know that's a route that people are really familiar with, so I thought that might be a good way to... You know, you're opening up folks who are going to want to argue one way or the other, but... <laughs> well, I don't want to do my that. Exp- yeah, my I just ex- want to hear your experience. <laughs> my experience on the tour and my experience in, in completing the race last year in Arkansas high country is the difficulties right there the same, you know? Uh, the climbs are different. So, you know, out West, the climbs are longer, but generally there, there are not nearly as many really steep climbs. There are, there are very few really steep climbs on the tour divide, at least in the Northern section that I completed. I know it gets real gnarly down in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. Uh, so in Arkansas high country, we have fewer climbs that are long, uh, that just keep going. And in fact, you know, Mount Magazine is one of those that might compare with some of the stuff out West. Folks talk around here about it being the toughest climb. Scotty said Mount Magazine was an easy climb compared to the others because Mm. it was paved. Oh yeah. Um, so my experience is difficulty level right about the same yeah. you know different and of type it, of terrain yeah and it also <laughs> depends on how hard you attack it you know but still i i think that they're comparable anybody mm-hmm. who comes to this route and completes it i think is ready to go out and do the tour divide 
What was the completion percentage for the first year? Do you know what percentage of the racers completed? 50%. We had 20 start and we had 10 finish. Yeah. It's it's a booger. Yeah. It is a booger. It's the difference of getting punched in the face or the gut. I mean, that's I mean, that's what we're talking about here, right? You're it's it, this route's going to punch you nonetheless. Yeah. And yeah. I think we we saw that on this 3-day trip and so just, you know, to to talk a little bit more about that, we rolled out um chilly morning on Friday and we went right to breakfast. Right. Shout out farmer's mm-hmm. table. That was, that was the way to start a trip, you know, right here in Fayetteville, just fill up on all the calories you need. There's no shortage of, of I just packed some, a burrito to some, go. some really amazing, <laughs> um, culinary options. And then we, you know, then we just headed out, man. And we headed towards white rock, which is in the Ozark national forest. So a lot of this route that he's designed utilizes our public lands. Right. And so Arkansas is home to around 2.3 million acres of national forest. Um, it's a top 10 state. We're ninth in the country for the miles of gravel roads we have, but there's wow. a lot of these secrets about Arkansas that yeah. it's not out yet. Not, so a this secret is anymore. not a secret anymore. Um, and so there's, there's no shortage of gravel grinding options. There's no shortage of just these just consistent climbing. If that's what you're looking for, iconic views, diverse topography, it's always changing. Yeah. And we made our way up to white rock and we stayed in this, you know, you took going back to like some of the, kind of the historical stuff here in the States. And once you get off those interstates, man, and yep. you go and you start exploring Arkansas, you come into stuff like we stayed in a cabin that was built by the CCC. 1930 something. Yeah. We're pushing a hundred years and the thing was still holding up just, it was, it was this great place yeah. to spend the night really accommodating. That wood on, stove was awesome. Oh, it was nice. <laughs> wood burning stove, running and that water. that sunset view they got in the morning is pretty nice too. Yeah. Yeah. Right pretty, out the back porch. Right out the back porch. Too cold for me to want to go out and look at it proper, but I looked through the window. <laughs> pretty iconic chuck's an animal man this guy gets up at five and he's out wandering the woods hunting muskrats we don't know what he's doing (laughs) (laughs) and then and then you know that next morning you know we catch that sunrise and then we get to drop off of that elevation you know we started day two at like what around 2300 feet somewhere like that and you know we spent the day just dipping back down to somewhere around a thousand and then right back up and Mm -hmm. then right back down to i mean just ups and downs as we found just numerous creeks and rivers to spend the day crossing. And then we roll into OARC. And this was something where OARC, Arkansas is home to the oldest continuously continuously operated store of any kind at 130 years now, 1890s. And rolled into there, just welcomed open arms by the owner. We sat down at a table and had some amazing food as we're leaving the owners out there take, he's just excited. Speaking of that, I was curious, um, on the route, what kind of supplies are there? I mean, in general, whoever wants to, you know, what can people expect in terms of folks who are going to come for the race? Well, and and even if you're just going to come and, and, uh, and ride the thing, you're going to, you're going to want the app you know, to find where all the services are. But you're going to find some extended uh, mileage where there's zero service. Uh, down in the Washita's, for example. Uh, and a stretch down from uh, Queen Wilhelmina State Park up to Mount Magazine State Park, this the stretch between services just got longer because one of the stores closed, you know. Uh, so you really have to do your homework, whether you're coming to just ride this recreationally or like Tracy Wilkins did, uh, 
Or if you're going to come down and race this thing, you got to do your homework. You better have yourself a cue sheet and know how many miles it is to the next services. And you better be thinking in your head, how long is it going to take me to get there? How yes. much? How, how many supplies? <laughs> yeah. How big of a pile of supplies do I need to be able to get yeah. to that next grocery store? What water accessibility on the route? There's tons of streams and stuff. Filter your water. What do you What do you recommend there? Well, on the adventure cycling uh, page. Uh, they have created a PDF sheet that you could download to your phone or you could print it off. And it has the locations of uh, strange water sources, could we say, like at the backs of churches. Okay. Or uh, in some of the stretches that get really dry, like Poto Mountain area, uh, we, we tagged some of the streams that are good flowing streams where you could expect that you're going to find water that you can filter yeah and so those are all on one document on the adventure cycling amazing uh, uh web page where that's you can so just cool. download them. yeah yeah but to talk about services in arkansas uh, yeah, right a, yeah. so while there there is a couple spots on the race route where there's tends to be a vast expanse and you better be prepared yeah it's when you do find service oh yeah that's so amazing because although this race is self-supported Racers are going to feel so welcome if you're rolling through north from Northwest Arkansas to Whit Springs to to the Little Rock area to Hot. I mean, it doesn't matter where you are. You're going to find this welcoming community oh, that's, ex- that's excited to to be there and support you. And so yeah. that, and we've seen that time and time again. We saw this on our on the trip we just took. Um, I've traveled a bike pack across the state, and every day was just this organic like unplanned just support that was just there from people opening up their hearts and homes to just what you're doing and supporting what you do and i think that's what the racers are really going to find when they come and they and they, and they embark on this journey thousand miles there's going to be no shortage of these really amazing stories they're going to have and a lot of it is going to be about the community support they mm-hmm. found here in yeah. arkansas mm-hmm. and i don't think that's new right the route just happens to take you through communities that have been supporting that people that way for a very long mm-hmm. time. That's what Arkansas is, man. We're friendly. This is, this is the natural state. There's no shortage of natural resources. Chuck's done a great job of highlighting those with the high country route racers coming to Fayetteville. Like you said, we're going to roll out the red carpet for them. They're going to feel welcome. We're going to make it hyper accessible for them to, to compete in this event. I can't help them train. They're going to need to do that on their own. Um, <laughs> we've kind of talked about what to train for, but then when they leave Fayetteville and they start this, you know, this thousand mile adventure, they're going to continue to find that support all along the way. And I think, again, like you said, this is something that they've been building a culture out West for a long time. The culture is already here. We just had to create a race route to take people to it. Yeah. Here. Well, it was a beautiful experience to ride with you guys. I loved um, the opportunity to be here to, to feel your passion um, and to get a true taste and experience of what these racers are going to be going through so that when I'm watching uh, those dots, I can be like, yep, I know. I feel your pain. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I am one tired puppy, but I'm, I'm about as happy as I can be. Uh, this is, I live for this stuff. And I did, I struggled today, today, about halfway through, I started to struggle, but um, that's okay. I got stronger too. And uh, you know, learned a few things and I'll be back again to, to tackle it. Uh, hopefully very soon. It really is neat. It's a special place. Uh, it was awesome to uh, get to experience it and then get a feel for Fayetteville and what the racers can experience whenever they come and stay here. Mm-hmm. You know, for people listening, 
downtown Fayetteville is is cool. Uh, it, U of A is here. University of Arkansas is here. Um, so just a great mix of cool businesses, people sitting out, people waving at you. I saw other cyclists, you know, it's what you want to see. You know, if you're a cyclist, you want to come and you want to see people being friendly to you and you want to see other people on bikes. And uh, so it was really a great experience. Well, it's a bike, it's a bike friendly community, right? Mm-hmm. So we've um, designated as a silver with the League of American Cyclists or League of American Bicycles. And the community itself, while that designation is great, it shows in our ridership. One in three Fayetteville citizens rode a bicycle last year. We wow. ride at a rate per capita higher than like larger, what are considered to be pretty popular cycling destinations like San Francisco and others that you think are these big yeah. hubs of ridership. Per capita, we're riding more than they are. And, I, you know, that's not a shot across the bow or, or anything. No. It's just, it's the reality is, is this is, like you said, I think you said it, we're bought in, right? We, we recognize the value and the quality of life that something as simple as a bicycle can create from our community. We have this 40-mile spine-like trail we call the Razorback Regional Greenway. The race actually starts on that. And so, and it links seven of our sister cities all throughout Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. And then we've created all these paved trails off of that so if you show up on a bicycle (coughs) for example Fayetteville we have 25 hotels motels and inns on average they're all within a half mile of a paved trail network that will take you to the mountain bike trailheads they'll take you you know outside to the to the edges of the city limits so that you can start that gravel road adventure mile zero of this greenway experience is in Fayetteville Arkansas so you know you're kind of those greenway experiences start right here in Fayetteville and we see it alone be it it's a tourism draw itself just having that protected bike network, this paved off-road, you know, off-street paved yeah. trail system that weaves throughout Northwest Arkansas, people come just to spend days to ride that. Yeah. I mean, you can stay in our hotels on average. Like I said, it's it's just typically right down the block, and you can just go pick up the trail and go anywhere you want. You want to eat good food, culinary experiences, check. You want to drink good beer, we got You want to go to the art gallery. Yeah, you the... want to go to the art gallery. Yeah. You want to go to Crystal Bridges. You want to go see a play. I mean, it's all accessible via these bike paths well i can i can echo what you're saying because there's so many people on bikes i mean it's not mm-hmm. like you have the whole thing to yourself like we said like one you know one in three chances no, everybody's are on our everybody's bike. on a bicycle it's great yeah. mm-hmm. it's it great is. you see the old people on e-bikes god i love them yep. you know bring it on get mm-hmm. your e-bike go up the hill go to the restaurant whatever you want to do um i love seeing everything from dads and kids out riding bikes in their backyard on the blowing springs loop or on the on the trailway or and then you see the old people that are out here doing i mean everybody is out here riding a bike and uh, it really is wonderful i got a plug for uh for that for the razorback greenway and and for the you know the local tourism because my wife is like the opposite of me when it comes to doing epic stuff you know, epic to her is if the bathroom is, is more than about six steps from the bed, you know. <laughs> but we came up, and we rode from South Fayetteville. We parked down here at South Fayetteville, and we rode up. In two days, we rode up to the Bentonville Square and stopped and ate, you know, every meal time. We stayed in a hotel halfway along the way. Uh you know, we visited the bike shops. We went bikepacking cool. on the Razorback. We went bikepacking. A little we short did. bike tour. We went, my wife and I went bikepacking on the Razorback Greenway, and she had a blast, and, and I loved being with her when she was having a blast. Yeah. So that's that's what it's about. Yeah. 
I picture myself here with my kids, you know, my whole family mm-hmm. riding down to go grab dinner or whatever, you know. I mean, it's just it's a very idyllic mm-hmm. uh, a setting for that. Well, guys, uh, excellent experience. Thank you all so much for bringing me out here. I can't wait to come back in June and uh, help kick off the race on June 6th. Um, remind everybody if they want to follow along, find information. Go to the Facebook page. Find Arkansas High Country Race. And it's spelled with a W, Arkansas with a W. Find the Facebook page and go there, and you're going to find everything that you need to. It it will link you to the other stuff. February 15th, remember that date, because Mm -hmm. that's when we're going to open up the registration for 50 people, you know? Got to get up that Saturday morning (laughs) and and be at your computer. We'll announce the exact hour that it's going to open so folks can jump on there and and get registered. And by the time this episode comes out, I'll be able to to pitch that information. Yep, you yeah. can tell them. You okay, can tell perfect. folks exactly what hour that it's going to open. And then yeah, set your set your watches, people. And that week before the race is looking bigger and bigger. We've got some things that are brewing that we're, that, we're cooking some stuff up. <laughs> yeah, well, I know y'all yeah, are. Y'all aren't done. We're, no, we're not done. We're no, cooking it's some stuff it's going to be cool that mm-hmm. week before. So. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah, June sixth. Come in early, maybe hang out, yeah, check, mm-hmm. check things idea, out. Man. Yeah. Check it out. Come in a little early. Get um, your bike tuned get up. Your bike tuned up. Yeah. Have, there's no shortage of bike shops. There's no shortage of uh, pre rides to do to get warmed up ahead of the race. Maybe t- test out some t- of those t- hills. T- test out some yeah. of those hills. Make sure your gearing is right yeah. before you get going. I wish I did that, man. I was asking y'all, where's the bike store? I can change out my gearing real quick. Um, and to that note, we would love to for listeners to follow along at, at Fayetteville AR on Instagram or Facebook. A great channel. Cycling is, you talked about people riding bikes all throughout Northwest Arkansas and in Fayetteville. It's one of just really what are our core pillars. I mean, we talk about cycling like we do where to eat or where to sleep or what kind of, you know, the art. It's just who we are. We're yep. a cycling community. And so just following along that, you'll see a lot of information come out about the race. We'll make sure and share a lot of that. We yep. have a lot of original content that we put out that I think would resonate a lot with your listeners. So, yeah, give that a follow as well. Cool. I think between the two. We'll keep everything up to date. Again, February 15th, registration goes live. That's my birthday. Also <laughs> happens to be Chuck's. Um, things get rowdy on Friday night, June 5th, ahead of a grand depart on <coughs> mm-hmm. Saturday morning, June 6th. Yeah. Right so here. give you guys a good birthday present. Let's sell the thing out. Yeah. First day yeah. First on your day, birthday. Two That's hours. right. Two hours would be fine. <laughs> all right, guys. Good stuff. I think we've all earned a nap. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, think it, I think it might be time to shut it down. Yeah. Good, good stuff, guys. Well, I'm looking forward to coming back. Thanks again, and I will see you all soon. All right. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you are as excited about this race as I am. I am truly looking forward to going out there, hanging out with all y'all beautiful people and sending you off proper. Um, I know that one thing that I'm sure we're going to do is, you know, Brandon and I, we were not going to be able to race it this year, but we're definitely going to ride out with the start Uh, the starters. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how far we'll ride. Take some pictures, chat it up with you, find folks a little bit. And uh, yeah. So if that sounds like fun to you, don't forget to register. That's February 15th at 8 a.m. Central Time. And for all the details, just go to their Facebook page, Arkansas High Country Race. And that's all you need to know. Or find it in my show notes because I'm going to make it easy because I love you. 
All right, and I hope to see you all there. It's going to be a great event. Thanks again to the city of Fayetteville for bringing me out. I had an absolute blast. And if you want my advice on how to train for the Arkansas High Country Race, I'd say go ride your damn bike. You load up your bike, you ride away from home. You could be with your friends or you could be alone. You ride for a day or maybe more. You just love being in the great outdoors. Everything you need is strapped to your boss, including that new pillow you got from Santa Claus. And then you think, oh shit to yourself. You let that super lightweight tent on the living room shelf. Bikes. 